Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Welcome. You're listening to Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. My name is Lord Charles, and we're so glad you could join us. But before we begin, let us open up in prayer. Lord, we just thank you for today, Lord. We just thank you for the various things that you put inside of our lives, Lord, that you have only put good there, Lord, and that you only look out for us, Lord. And Lord, we just thank you for your Holy Spirit, Lord, and that he's always with us to guide us and lead us into all situations, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you that we can trust your guidance, Lord, that it's always good, Lord, and without fault or flaw, Lord. In mm-hmm. Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We're so glad to have you with us and for the opportunity to dive into the word with you. And here we are continuing in the book of Hebrews. We're in chapter five, continuing our discussion on verses one through 11. So if you're just joining us for the first time or you're rejoining us, I want to encourage you to pause the episode and just take the time and opportunity to read through that section of scripture and make it easier to follow along in the discussion. Amen. 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 All right. And now the floor is open to give each of you the opportunity to share what Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions that you have. So who would like to begin? I would. All right, honey. Okay. So last, um, the, the last episode, we were talking about the Lord being the high priest and that he didn't have to be convinced to become high priest. So I want to zoom out a little bit more and bring this perspective because this is the, the truth. Oh, you know, the whole word of God is the truth, but Jesus was designed to be the original high priest. Aaron was not meant to be the original high priest, Mm. even though he's what we see in the first position of it in humanity just like Jesus was already the lamb slain before the foundation of the world, he was also slated to be the high priest, the high priest to God and to offer up sin because this was a part of what he did. So in this section, the apostle Paul is also restructuring the mindset that people have. And instead of saying, oh, um, he is a sub high priest. He's a follow on high priest. No, no, he's the original because nothing was hanging on Aaron be, being the high priest. Aaron was a type and shadow Amen. of the Messiah, just a- like as was Melchizedek. Exactly. Exactly. And the whole temple and the way that that was brought in, it wasn't because that was designed to be worshiped and God was so concerned about that temple. He was concerned about what the pattern was already present in heaven, and Mm -hmm. he is focused on that because when he instructed Moses, he said, make sure you make everything according to the pattern of what you've already been shown. The Lord showed him what was in heaven when he was up on the mountain with him. So everything that we see in the natural is the copy, and the spiritual is the original. So therefore, Christ is the original, and Aaron was the copy. So when he says in... 
um, verse 11 of chapter 5, of whom we have much to say and hard to explain, since you have become dull of hearing. So like this wasn't in a natural concept that would come easily because humans tend to go, well, I saw it here, I heard it there, then that is what's real. And we have placed um, an upside down version of reality, thinking that whatever we see before our natural eyes or what our natural senses pick up, that must be the real thing because I can touch it, I can hear it, I can taste it, I can smell it, I can see it, right? But the truth is the spiritual is what's real because the earth is going to be done away with in the way that it exists now. But the eternal is what's going to last and remain. So that is what's real. So the perspective that humanity holds on reality is backwards and so, upside so down. So in short, you're saying it's fulfilled the scripture in Isaiah when he talks about being stubborn and obstinate. The first uh, Isaiah one, first nine verses, where he says, "It's not from the head down to the head, top of the head to the soles of the feet, but from the soles of the feet to the head." Right, meaning completely upside down, as opposite as you can get. Mm-hmm. Right, and we, for some reason, which and it's just a part of sin nature, humans think that we started things. And then God just comes along to finish it. And God's the, the afterthought. No, he's the originator. Amen. He is the preeminent one. So Christ is the original high priest. And even though we see it play out through time in a different manner, Aaron and every subsequent high priest was a type and shadow of the Messiah. And the Lord wanted them to understand how things operate and the role that Christ the Messiah would play to them. And instead of realizing that he was there to deal with their sin, they started focusing in on getting rid of Rome. So they went very ultra natural sense, natural minded. And because of that, because of their hard heartedness towards God, they weren't able to perceive the spiritual thing, which is what we were created to understand. Because Mm -hmm. remember back in the beginning, Man and woman walked with God in the cool of the day, and they understood him. They were present with him. There was no separation between them, but sin caused separation. But even after that, the Lord gave a pathway for them to have their sins covered, right? The same thing he did for the children of Israel. And they continued to have a relationship. Adam and woman continued to have a relationship with God. Even their children, Cain and Abel, talked with God brought sacrifices with God. They had a first person relationship with the Lord, but sin and hard heartedness towards God causes your senses to be dull. Well, as you were speaking, mommy, the Lord was reminding me of, um, as, um, he was reminding me that as we look here and as you had said, mommy, that Aaron was not the first high priest and that it was, in fact, Jesus. And we touched touched on this briefly. I touched on this briefly in the um, last episode about how it was his willingness that was different, that differentiated him from everybody else. And we continue to see that. And I'd like to go um, and read down from verse 7 to verse 9. Who in the days of his flesh, when he was offered had offered up prayers and supplications with vehement cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death and was heard because of his godly fear though he was a son yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered and having been perfected he became the author of of eternal salvation to all who obey him and mommy the lord show me that this verifies your point 
in which Aaron was none of these things in the regard. We see even after he entered into the role of being quote unquote high priest, he was still sinful. Mm-hmm. And we see his, um, a perfect example in his sons who went and offered profane fire mm-hmm. and how they had to start tying a rope around the high priest's waist just in case something didn't go right. And there's something wrong. But what we see here is another aspect that they were uh, far off from God because they didn't want to learn obedience. Hmm. Aaron wanted to still do what he wanted to do, mm-hmm. but he wanted the position, the title. And I can speak for my own own life that <laughs> I have had that same uh, situation occur myself mm-hmm. where I didn't did not necessarily want to go through the whole experience. I just wanted the title that came along with it. And that's what I strove for and I looked towards. And we see here... <laughs> not, not just the title. The benefits, the mm-hmm. blessings, the, the quote-unquote perks. The power. Of, yeah. Oh, oh, power can be a perk, right? Yes. For certain roles and responsibilities. Well, I want to say responsibilities. Because there's, there's a fine line between being in the place and the position and executing the duties and responsibilities that come along with that place of position. Right? Or place and position. Yes. So, understand that. Yes. And how they were, they did not, they were unconcerned with actually learning and being obedient to what the Lord wanted them to do. And as we saw inside of John 11, that that at the high priest Cephas was unconcerned with doing what the Lord actually wanted him to do. He was, as we would consider it, a vessel who was not aware that he's being used. And that example when he said, it's better that one man should perish than the whole nation should perish for it. Mm-hmm. And how he was unaware that he had said so and what he was truly referring to. But mm-hmm. we also see here is that Jesus was in full obedience to the Father and understood exactly what was going on. With his eyeballs wide open. He knew, mm-hmm. understood, realized, contemplated, calculated every th- aspect of it. Mm-hmm. So, so let's also understand another thing of what you're getting at here in those verses, right? He was a son, or though he was a son, yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered and having been perfected. Let's talk about refinement. Jesus, all perfect, clearly, without sin, wrinkle, spot, blemish, anything, right? No sin or sinless was still refined. He still suffered things. He was still tempted, right? Yes. We have, many, have developed this mindset in, as believers, as Christians, that as soon as we pray the prayer of salvation, those things aren't supposed to happen to us anymore. Mm-hmm. As opposed to understanding the reality and the truth of the word, but also of the kingdom, which is we need to be refined. All those imperfections those impurities Mm -hmm. need have to have fire under it turned up so they can be exposed and dealt with and have the dross scraped off and as no it's not fun it's not always pleasant but it is for our our benefit and our blessing both now in this lifetime and eternally amen yes so let's understand that in full we talk we often talk about jesus and we in, in quote-unquote Christianity or Christendom, right? We like to go, <laughs> we like to go, oh, well, Jesus is the pattern example and everything was just smooth sailing and 
No, uh, except for when he went to the cross. And the reality is far from it. And we have these, the words of the Lord through his servants that give account and, mm-hmm. and talk about the the trials and the challenges. The assassination attempts and... All the above, mm-hmm. right? So let's, let's not forget that. And again, he's the pattern example. Mm-hmm. He went through it and the servant is not greater than his master, but ultimately... He is to be like his master. Well, that goes for us too. So yes, Paul writes about this in other places, right? Expect or don't don't be dismayed, but be encouraged. Smile when you face these encounters and these trials. And James why? Because, joy. Mm-hmm. because he talks about the refinement process and it produces hope and endurance and perseverance and, and all those things. But ultimately it is scraping the dross off of our heart and within us amen and it's bringing freedom to our life it's bringing freedom to us our our spirit man our soul man and even our physical being but the challenges i would i would venture to say get more challenging when you come into the kingdom the opposition against you from the adversary amps up i mean jesus from the time he was in the womb the adversary was trying to kill him and use various vessels to try to bring that about and his mother could have said, Lord, I thought you said I was carrying the Messiah. Why am I running for my life? Repeatedly, right? <laughs> this was supposed to be easy. Right? And so the, the difference is when you come into Christ, you're liberated from sin. Mm-hmm. And you're liberated from the bondage of the adversary. But that does not mean you're liberated to go on and just go do what you want to do. And God is going to see to it that you're able to live your best life the way you thought you should live it. And live like whatever. And he was just going to support you and uphold you. And oftentimes we kind of take that perspective. And and I don't even say that we would mean it maliciously or as though like consciously trying to take advantage of God. But there's an ignorance factor. Absolutely. Absolutely. But what we're taking is the freedom. But there is absolutely a challenge to making sure that you yourself come into alignment with the Lord and um, that you are resisting even to the point of death sin so that you're able to follow through with God. I mean, I I can't even think of anything so challenging as to sweat great drops of blood. Not giving birth, not, I mean. <laughs> right. <I'm, laughs> Worst I, environments and situations imaginable. I, I can't, how does that even happen? Amen. And then also to, you know, think about this for Christ as well, the factor to remain alive until the appointed time to die. That took incredible strength, uh-huh. focus, perseverance, and willpower to do that, which is also what's high, highlighted here, um, that he was obedient even unto the point of death. Um, uh-huh. And uh, that's in Philippians uh, yes. 2.8, but that's referenced in verse 8 of chapter 5 as well, obedient um, by the things that he suffered. Most people, when they are challenged too much, they go, I'll just go ahead and die, Right. Think about that. They acquiesce to death so they can escape the pressure of the situation and the burden, whatever pain or whatever it is. But he did not die one second before the father had written in the book that he would die. He didn't leave this earth prematurely. He didn't wince away from one stripe. He did not uh, shield his faith, his face, I mean, to resist one of the blows that the guards were beating him. He didn't 
heckle back when people were mocking him and cursing him and all these other kind of things. He didn't retort. He didn't do anything outside of that. And he was even insistent upon living till he finished the mission and not going home early. That that's significant. I mean, he referenced that in the, the garden when he said, I could call 12 legions of angels Mm -hmm. to just totally miss this, this whole death thing. But he did not do that. And he did not live one second shorter than what the father ordained for him and the father desired. Amen. Yes. Dad, you spoke um, and said something very profound when you're talking about refinement. And the Lord was also showing me that instead of the refinement process, um, and as we see inside the scripture, that he talks about the weakness of man. Yes, and that's inside the beginning half of it. And how will we understand that the Lord refines that stuff out of us? Mm-hmm. But the Lord's reminding me of the example of steel, which we know is iron and it's carbon combined. Mm-hmm. And which the Lord was likening it to is you have to get all the impurities out of it, but in order to get the steel, you have to add in. You have to add something different inside of it, mm-hmm. which is very important in the refinement process. The Lord, yes, it's good to have all the habits of the world out of you, but you also have to accept the habits of God inside of your Amen. life. Woohoo, go ahead. Which we, uh, <laughs> Amen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which we see inside um, the Gospels, I think it's Matthew 11, where he talks about when you cast out an evil spirit and you don't put anything in there, he's going to come ta- come back seven times with seven others who are worse than him. It, mm-hmm. You find the house swept and cleaned, right? And they'll return after a time. Mm-hmm. But it's got to be filled. And the filling is with the Holy Spirit, with his oil or his fresh wine mm-hmm. in you. Yes. Amen. Amen. And then once we do that, that's when we're able to see it. We saw Jesus, he was perfect, and he learned obedience through his suffering. Yet he was, even inside of that, he was adding to him. It wasn't just a constant process. Yes, he was refined, but he was adding the attributes of, of well, I, I would say attributes father, of Christ. Of his father, <laughs> yes. through Holy Spirit. Yes, and he was adding those into his life the whole while while he was doing it. Even inside of the garden, we didn't see him start to slack or become lazy in the regard of i've done enough and i've done enough good works Mm -hmm. and as she brought up mommy that when he died on the cross he didn't allow his anger to say okay i'm after i'm back i got you guys (laughs) i see you 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 all right you and you i'll I'll be back in just a minute doing the getting thing okay all right fine you're not gonna help me now when i come in peace now i'm coming for you right right No. no revenge or retaliation in him amen yes but he was always showing it um, demonstrating the love of God inside of it, inside of his life. And that's something very important as well, that all these examples of the high priest, yes, they're being refined, but they weren't adding what the Lord wanted them to have into their life again. Mm-hmm. They were just focused on taking all this stuff away from the world that you have picked up, taking that out of it, whereas Jesus was con- not concerned with that because he had nothing of the world, as that's he right. said, that's but right. he was concerned with adding God into him. So we'll say this, and this is what the scripture says, um, that God was in him and he was in God. So he was absolutely filled up with the father and he had to maintain what he had. He had to maintain that and always be open for the continual presence of the Holy Spirit, making sure that he was 100% where he needed to be and he did his part, but he was full of the father. Yes. And there was zero of the world Mm -hmm. in them just because the scripture, we know that because the scripture articulates it just that way. Amen. Yes. What else? That was it that I had for today. 
Okay. Well, there's a lot in what we've just said. So how about we pause there for today? And Mm -hmm. with that, can I get a volunteer to close us out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Layla. Lord, we thank you for today. And we thank you for the wisdom that you've imparted to each and every one of us, Lord. We thank you for your goodness and your mercy and your compassion, Lord, that you are a faithful high priest, Lord, and that you don't get tired of helping us when we need it, Lord. We thank you for our partners and listeners, Lord. We ask that you'll bless them as they go to work and they go to school, Lord, and they complete the task that you have laid out before them to to complete, Lord, with strength and in victory, God. So we just thank you for those things. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 And amen. amen. Oh, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.